Hello and welcome to Mixed Feelings, a podcast about news, politics, and pop culture on the Relay FM network. I'm Quinn Rose, and I'm here as always with my co-host Jillian Parker. Hi everyone! Hi Quinn! Hello! Oh, is our live studio audience leaving? Yes, because she hates me! Bye, Azra! While we were setting up, our roommate, Azra, who is currently only Jillian's roommate, was in the background, and I was like, oh, so one half of the show is going to be in front of a live studio audience, but no longer. Yeah, so Azra and I are living um, in the city this summer in this beautiful, luxurious 250-square-foot studio apartment. There is no furniture in the room except for two futons, which we purchased off of Ikea.com. Um, and that is the only furniture in the room. And I would like to say for the record that by the city, she means New York City because most places don't just refer automatically to New York City as the city. <laughs> okay, everywhere in the Northeast does, I feel. Mm, that is not correct. And so you're only looking for like the tri-state area for that. Okay, fine. That's fair. Um, but... It's just so funny because, so my mom helped me move into uh, our city apartment and I like didn't want her to move me in because I didn't want her to see like the apartment because I may or may not have exaggerated some aspects like the type of furniture that we had in this apartment as in- Like existent furniture? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So she texts me and she goes, because we're talking about things that I need to buy for the apartment and- She's like, okay, so, like, what size bed do you have there? Like, do you have a twin? Do you have a twin extra long? Do you have a full? And I'm literally sleeping on a futon. So I was just like, oh, I'm not really sure. And she was like, well, what do you mean? What size bed is it? And I was like, it's not a bed per se. (laughs) And she was like, (laughs) she was like, what are you sleeping on? And I was like, I would call it, like, a day bed, a sleeper couch, a sleeper sofa. <laughs> yeah, but it's really a $100 futon. 10 out of 10 would recommend. It's actually not that uncomfortable, so that's always a plus. That's great. I am currently in California, which is very exciting. I'm actually, so both of us are sitting on the floor. Um, I'm sitting on the floor because I'm in Stephen Hackett's Airbnb. <laughs> So, love it, love it. Yeah, yeah, well, so I actually brought my microphone, but uh, my microphone is not as good as his. And also the Airbnb that I'm staying in, like, is not a very good area for sound. There's a lot of noise outside the window. So um, at the Relay meetup yesterday, he was like, oh, are you recording anything this week? And I was like, it just so happens that I am. And so everyone is at the talk show. Um, we're recording this on Tuesday night. We usually record on Wednesdays, so... Um, when Trump, like, eats a baby tomorrow, we're sorry that we didn't talk about it. There's just nothing that we could do about that this week. But yeah, so um, the entire Relay FM network is currently at the talk show, and I am here recording Mixed Feelings because I don't listen to the talk show. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> uh, but you get to listen to our beautiful voices instead. Yeah, it's going to be great. So how was the meetup, like, now that you're in California? Like, I want to hear all about it. It was so fun. It was a really good time. So much of Relay was there. Um, I'm sad that you couldn't come, you with your actual job and life and stuff. But it was really good, and I got to hang out with a lot of people that I've met before at other conferences and then meet a ton of new people. For those who are familiar with other hosts on the network, you will probably be unsurprised to learn that the most enthusiastic meeting was with Casey Liss, who was so kind and excited. 
to meet me and everyone who we hadn't met before, which was just fun. I just think this I this concept of like meeting people that you listen to slash you talk to on Twitter is just like so cool to me because I have never met anyone ever. But it's fine. I'm not phased. Yeah, Jillian actually knows zero people. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's fine. <laughs> Am I a real person? Unclear. Who knows? It was good because not only did I meet a bunch of Relay hosts who I had met before, I met a lot of people that I talked to on Twitter and everything that it was fun. Like you would turn around and you would make eye contact with someone and be like, hey, we are Twitter mutuals. How are you doing? <laughs> we are Twitter mutuals. I am deceased. <laughs> it was a little weird though because I walked in and I was there 15 minutes early because um, a lot of the hosts got there a little bit before it started. And I was greeted by Spencer and Kyle who were volunteering at the door. And then I was like, where are the host badges? And they're like, over here. And I said, okay, I'm Quinn. And Spencer's like, I know. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. I didn't want to assume that anyone knew me. Which I can, I don't assume that anyone ever knows me. Um, so it was really weird whenever somebody did. <laughs> That's so cute. No, Quinn, you're like famous. All right. <laughs> and you're recognizable. So that's always good. It was a good time regardless, and now we're in day two of San Jose, and guess what they have in San Jose? What? A giant rose garden. Yay! I spent a while there today. It was so fun. That's, oh my god, that's so nice. I know. So I'm here to tell you um, and our friends and the world the new plan is because for years, we, mostly Azra, but we have been saying that we're going to move to an apartment in New York after we graduate but I'm here to inform all of you that we are instead moving to California because it's great. <laughs> yeah, I am not moving to California. Why not? I'm not very West Coast, one would say. Does that mean that you are tense? Because that is true. Yes, I am not laid back and I am way too uptight for the West Coast. And I feel like I would bring all of this negative energy and also bad weather. So for the sake of keeping California pure and happy, I will be staying on the East Coast. Sorry, fam. All right, well, you can come visit me in my beach house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will. I will. Speaking of WWDC, which I don't think I ever said, but I'm in California for WWDC. Um, they announced a bunch of things yesterday. So we're going to talk about the new Apple stuff. Disclaimer, because I feel like it's necessary to say this. This is a show that is hosted on Relay FM, which is primarily a tech network. There are lots of shows on this network that are doing actual, in-depth, expert analysis on what was announced at the keynote. This is not that show. Yeah, on one of my earlier episodes, I just um, I described the cloud as just somebody else's bigger computer. That was like so, last week, Jillian. Okay, well, <laughs> so yeah, we are no, well, I am at least by no means an expert. Quinn at least knows how to code. I know nothing. Okay, no, I do not. Mm, you know more than me. Someone used the word, uh, well, it's not a word, but someone used the phrase API yesterday in, as some kind of joke. And I was like, you know, I'm still not really clear on what that is. And they're like, it's okay. No one does. Wait, what is API? I don't know. It's a thing that you use to do other things. <laughs> anyway, so for the stuff announced at the keynote, first of all, they named the new system High Sierra. Who did this? Who approved it? Why? Literally... Why did they do this? Oh my goodness. I also don't understand like how do they do they have like a, a 
a team that just like assigns names to like their software updates. Well, they're all named after like mountains and parks and stuff. Or animals. Oh, they had like a mountain lion one, right? I don't know what they're named okay, after. Okay, they had like, they had tiger, lion, snow leopard. They've been, haven't they been national parks for a little while? They've had like Sierra and Yosemite. Oh my god, that's so funny because I was, so when Yosemite came out, I was actually um, dating this guy and they just had the keynote for Yosemite and he's like, oh my god, did you hear about the new Apple idea, um, Apple update? And I was like, yeah, yeah, what about it? And he was like, I can't believe, like, it's such a cool name, like, where did they come up with that? And I was like, what do you mean? You mean, like, the national park? And he was like, no, 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 like, where did they come up with Yosemite? And I was like, oh my god. Did you break up with him? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I pronounce words wrong all the time, so I can't judge yeah, anyone. Yeah, same here. So. Also, can't tell if I'm pronounced words wrong or my accent just, like, alters the uh, <laughs> the pronunciation of my words. But it's fine. Whatever. Not phased. Yeah, so this new update came out. Well, no, they actually made a lot of announcements. First of all, okay, so obviously, hi, Sierra. We were talking about the... Yeah, that name. Um, and then also the new iPad Pro is now a thing. They also came out. They also announced this new $5,000 iMac, which I was just like, this is so much. Yeah, I got to get those professional tools. That's a computer that I will always want and I will never have. I just like, I don't know what I would like, unless you're running a small business like out of your home. Where else would you use it? Like, I would, like, a college student would never have any use for that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's kind of their target, though. There are people that are running businesses on their computers. College students use laptops. That's all they're ever going to use. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, and they also, like, signed or are doing a partnership with Amazon. So, like, Amazon TV is now coming to some of the Apple features, um, as well as, what was the other thing? Um, iOS 11. Oh, and the new, like, Siri or Amazon Echo thing, but Apple. Yes, can we please talk about this? So it's called the HomePod. I don't know why. And it's, I guess it's supposed to be the Amazon Echo, but for Siri, which that's not something that I want. I just don't understand what the difference between using the HomePod would be from using, like, your phone to just tell Siri what to do. Yeah, so... We have an Amazon Echo in our house, like my parents have one, and it is a little weird. It, okay, it's very weird, but it's actually surprisingly useful. Um, we use it for playing music, and it's actually, it's pretty useful for setting timers for cooking and stuff, and then you can also just ask her random questions. Okay, I'm trying not to say her, because it has a female voice, and they named it Alexa, but it is an it. I, I need to not personify the robot tube. Okay, I am totally personifying the robot tube. Like, come on. Whatever. We do refer to the Echo as she when we were in the house. But anyway, for the HomePod, though, because they're saying that Siri's going to be better and that Siri's getting a more realistic voice and they're, it's going to be so much better at understanding what you want to know and supplying that for you. But the Echo is good, all right? It, it genuinely is very good. And... I, the Siri is not. I have used Siri genuinely one time in my entire life 
when my music app was frozen, another thing designed by Apple. <laughs> and I wanted to play a song, so I asked Siri to play the song for me because I couldn't click the buttons on my screen. Now, I know there are lots of people who use Siri a lot, but just for me personally, I... I don't really have a need for the echo either. That's just something that other people got and so I use because it's in the house. But I really don't need a Siri personal assistant. Yeah, I actually turned Siri off my phone because it like saves so much more battery that way um, because I never use Siri. Um, but I think one of the huge draws to having this HomePod is that this Siri or whatever, it is going to make things like a lot more... Um, a lot more seamless, especially with all the Apple products, because you could say, you know, like, unlike the Echo, um, you could say things like, oh, like, send this text message to blah, 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 if you're, like, not near your phone, I guess, maybe? I can understand how, especially if you're, like, ears deep into the Apple ecosystem, the way I am, admittedly, um, it, it has a lot of really helpful integrations. So, and I, I mean, I'm sure people are going to buy them, but I think that I think this is a lot of Apple sees this market and is like, okay, we need to get into this market because these little home things um, are actually doing quite well. They also gave it a dumb name. Why the HomePod? They're not doing well on naming right now. But I just feel like this has never been Apple's particular skill. Google has really always been better at this kind of thing. And so I know people are going to buy them. I am definitely not going to be one of them. Yeah, I think... From what I've read, Wall Street was pretty indifferent. Um, I think the stock of Apple actually just like fell by a dollar. So it's not like this, you know, changed the world or anything. Um, but yeah, I do have to unfortunately agree with Corinne as in I am very, very much immersed in the Apple ecosystem and will probably die with an iPhone. So there's that. Like you will die and there will be an iPhone in your pocket or the iPhone will somehow cause your death? No, no, no. Like I will die as an iPhone owner. Oh, okay. Oh, same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is so unfortunate because I used to be such a BlackBerry fan. Oh my god, like that key like that keyboard is just so beautiful. Yeah, I have a MacBook, an iPhone, and an iPad. I'm all in on like the Apple ecosystem for all of that, and it's just what I like to use and what I feel comfortable using. I'm not married to anything they make outside of their main devices, I guess, and even some components in their devices like maps. So Apple Maps has traditionally um, been the subject of many jokes because it is bad. And I have used Google Maps always. Like I've never, I, I've never used the built-in Apple Maps. I deleted it from my phone once you were allowed to actually delete those apps. But they're saying now it's going to be a lot better and that it's going to, the Apple Maps is actually going to function the way Google Maps does. So I'm still not going to use it. But good for them so that the people who do use it can actually get where they're going. So I have a love-hate relationship with Apple Maps because I use Apple Maps only on my phone. But then when I try it on my computer, it just like, I don't know, it just doesn't cooperate. And I, it, I just use Google Maps um, on my computer. But I actually really do like Apple Maps um, on the phone. So that's my unpopular opinion. Wait, what's the big difference? Is it just like... Is it like functionality or is it just like Apple Maps just literally does not work as in like GPS? I think there were a lot of cases where Apple Maps was just literally wrong. I think that has been fixed for the most part. And I personally just really like the UI and the functionality of Google Maps way better. And it does have more features. I think this update to 
Apple Maps is going to catch them up in terms of features to what Google Maps is doing. But also um, now my partner works on Google Maps and so I used it before and now I am never allowed to change. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that's funny. Um, But also like speaking of Apple using other sort of ideas, the fact that there is now like Apple Pay as in like you can pay people directly in iMessage and that that somehow goes to like Apple Cash or I don't even know. Basically, Apple wants to um, take over Venmo's market. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing about Venmo. And I'm going to explain what Venmo is because not everyone knows. It's just a service that used to send money to each other. So you can hook up your bank account or a debit card and just send money back and forth. It is so convenient. I do not know how people function without it, which I say because it's not everywhere. All of my friends in Maine, whenever I say something about Venmo, they're like, what's a Venmo? And I'm like, how do you do anything? What do you do when you order a pizza and you want to split it between people? Do you just pay them back in cash? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, what year is it? Oh my goodness. Wait, two funny stories. Um, One, Venmo, I think, I guess is only really a thing in really big cities like college cities because like in high school nobody like if you ask high school kids like they have no idea what it is or like they've heard of it vaguely but they don't really understand it um and then two today during um training for my internship we one of the questions we had to like figure out was how much cash is in the room right now like how much cash money do people have on them like in their pockets um like in this room right now and it was so funny because some people like had a lot of cash on them for some reason and then like my group at least we were like yeah no we have Venmo we carry literally no cash on us I have exactly one dollar on me yeah they were like Julian how much cash do you have on you right now and I was like um I think twelve dollars and that's rounding up (laughs) yeah so now Apple's basically going to have a thing that functions like Venmo which I think will be successful because of some of the things that we've mentioned, which is that Venmo is not everywhere and iMessage basically is. So I will continue using Venmo. Um, Although I don't know because Apple does have really good security. I trust Apple's security way more than I trust Venmo's. Sorry, Venmo. Ooh, yeah, you make some good points. Maybe I will switch over. But then not everyone has an iPhone either, so you have to have both. Yeah, you have to have both. But I think I would definitely switch over to the people who do like have iPhones, I would definitely switch over to Apple and then just keep my Venmo for like people who don't have iPhones. Or I could just unfriend people in real life that don't have iPhones. Here's the thing. I mentioned my partner earlier who works for Google, working on Google Maps. He has a Google phone and it is the worst thing about him. (laughs) Yeah, like that green bubble. Like once I saw a green bubble, if I was like ever talking to a guy, immediately like his attractiveness just like goes down like three points here's the thing he had an iphone until like a week after we started dating it was such a ripoff oh my god yeah you need wait is he like a total convert though like would he go back to the to an iphone i don't think so not anymore oh rome it's detrimental to your relationship is what is what you're saying (laughs) It is. One time I posted a screenshot on Twitter of a conversation we had. It was about cheese. It was funny. And then a lot of people were commenting about cheese, but some people were like, why are you texting someone who doesn't have an iPhone? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know, man. 
<laughs> These are the real questions that need to be answered. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with any phones that aren't iPhones. Like, Oh, I am. Okay. That's always, every time I try to give a disclaimer, you're like, no, that is exactly what I'm saying. But anyway, <laughs> my point is, it's not that there's anything wrong with the phone. I don't care what phone you have. It's just iMessage is great. And when I don't have it, it's weird. Yeah, I'm saying that it does matter what phone you have. So um, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Speaking of iMessage, though, I saw some screen caps of the new iMessage effects that are coming out, and I am jazzed. Okay, it's literally Facebook. What? Like, all of these features, I feel like, are features that Facebook has or has, like, implemented into their messaging system. Um, you know, just, like, the use of, like, being able to add um, GIFs slash GIFs and, like, all these images and stuff. Um, and so I think... I think Apple is literally just trying to take every social media outlet that people use and just incorporate it into the iPhone, which, I mean, I think is pretty cool. But also, like, how are they getting around these copyright laws? Even though I don't think copyright laws should be a thing. But anyways, regardless. Of course you don't. But no, but that's like everything is doing that. If you notice there are stories everywhere now, it is ridiculous. Who uses Facebook stories? No one cares. All right. Just leave Snapchat alone. Snapchat is doing fine. I actually like Instagram stories, but I even admit that like they are a total ripoff of Snapchat. They introduced filters into Instagram stories recently, and I'm like, what are you doing? Stop. I refuse to use Instagram stories, so... I don't use them either, but there are people that I follow on Instagram who I don't follow on Snapchat because I follow like 12 people on Snapchat, so it's good to... I get to see more people, but also just stop. But yeah, there is definitely... There's a convergence... Everything is just trying to be, every time there's something successful on one platform, all the other platforms rush to adopt that. But I'm talking in particular about the iMessage effects, like when you send a message and stuff pops up or the message is something weird, which is something I've only seen um, in iMessage in terms of stuff that I use. And so current favorites include the confetti one, um, as well as the firework, because it's especially fun to send really sarcastic messages with the fireworks effect. But I some of the I saw I saw some screen caps of the new ones that are coming out, including there's a spotlight, um, and there's also one that will make it show up all over your screen. So this also probably one I'm gonna use a lot with sarcastic messages. Um, so you just send like LOL, and there's like a hundred LOLs popping up all over the screen. It's gonna be great. I feel like that's gonna annoy me, and I'm not gonna like this. But whatever. I'm gonna send you so many of them. <laughs> Oh my god, I should not have said that. What have I done? I'm sending you, I'm going to send you one right now. It won't do anything though, because I don't think it updated yet. Well, I still have the old effects. The, so. Wait, the LOLOL? No, the, so the spotlight and the poppy uppy one, um, they probably have real names, but whatever, are the new ones. But there's still a bunch of effects that are already in the system that you already have. So I'm. Oh no, I like those. I like those. Okay. I'm sending you a celebration text. Ah! Oh my god, this is so cute! Oh my god, my phone vibrated as well. This is so exciting. This has been this has been maybe the least on task episode ever, and I love it. Ooh, oh wait, I don't know. Hang on. So what you do is you t you type your message, and then when you press the blue arrow, don't just press and release. Hold it down, and then the FX come up. No, they don't. Yes, they do. I promise. Ooh. <laughs> How have you never used these before? I don't know. My phone's always in another language, so I just never really take advantage because I'm just 
Yeah, I don't know, man. So, unfortunately, this past weekend, there was another terrible tragedy um, in, in England. Basically, what happened was at around 9, yeah, 9.58 p.m. on Saturday um, in London, there was, on the London Bridge, a van was driving at really, really fast, and it actually mowed down pedestrians um, on the bridge. And then the occupants who were driving the van got out and started stabbing people in nearby restaurants. And witnesses said that um, the police described this as the latest in just, you know, a string of awful terrorist attacks um, to hit Britain, you know, in the past few months. Um, so it's absolutely awful. Um, I think the record, I think seven people, ultimately seven people were killed, including a police officer who was stabbed to death. Um, and 48 people were injured, um, but the police did end up shooting the three guys who were involved. Yeah, so this is following up, of course, right after the Manchester attack, which, as we discussed previously, the British government did say that they were on critical alert and they were expecting another attack to happen quickly. And unfortunately, it did. Now, I mean, there is no, there's no good here because people were killed and that is horrible, um, but... The scale of this attack was smaller than that of the concert um, in terms of number of lives lost. Um, and they were taken down quickly, which absolute um, commendation to the British police on that case and being able to respond to the threat, threat really quickly. Wait, so question did for you, Quinn. Did they confirm that this was related to the Manchester incident? There aren't a lot of official confirmations on anything yet. They have named the three attackers on the London Bridge, and the Islamic State did take credit for the attack, so which they also took credit for Manchester. So yes, it's looking like this is like the follow-up attack that the British government feared. But again, this is still pretty new. Um, this only happened a few days ago, and so it is too soon to make sweeping generalizations about exactly um, who did this and why it happened. I, I am so speechless, like, speechless right now. Um, how, how do your parents, how did your parents react to this, Quinn? Because I know you're going over there and, you know, next week. Everyone in my program actually got an email saying like, hey, I'm sure that you have noticed that there have been a lot of attacks in England recently. And of course, the school is moderating the situation and will, will not hesitate to pull the program if it's deemed it's too dangerous. But they're also like, I think that we're going to be fine. Um, the director of my program is from the London area and like lived his whole life there and, and li um, lives between Boston and London now. And so he was like, this stuff happens and it's horrible, but like life goes on and life is continuing to go on and we will be fine. Um, and the country and the city will be fine, which is true. And it has been good to see the way that Londoners have reacted to the attack um, with, you know, typical British fortitude and resilience that <laughs> this is the thing that happens is the U.S. media is very sensational just all the time and so these attacks happened and people were killed and that is horrible but they did not shut down the city like the people are not cowering in their homes that is definitely not what is happening in London. London continues to be what it is which is a flourishing global city full of I'm not going to say, like, everyone is a good person because they're always bad people, but that is full of good people who are going to continue to do good things. And and while it is 
an international target and that is horrible when innocent lives are lost. London is, I don't think, ever going to back down. They've just been going through so much lately and they really are just such a symbol of fortitude. Um, so it's really incredible, like, the British people are, you know, banding together and I'm. it's awful that, of course, this is happening under these circumstances, but it is su- such a sign of hope, I think, um, that people are, you know, showing showing great support for you know their neighbors and their families um and it's just like such an empower empowering empowering thing to see um even though these are unfortunately as a result of these horrible circumstances do we want to do a shout out to our least favorite person and how he reacted to these attacks (laughs) do we have to i feel like fine whatever I do want to put out a, a general statement, which is we've been pretty light on Trump for the past few weeks and will continue to be this week, um, besides talking about the Paris Agreement. Um, rest assured, our country is still on fire and bad things are still happening. Russia investigation is ongoing. I did just see something that says Sessions might quit, so that's lovely. But we are just really tired and there's other stuff going on. So things haven't gotten better there's just we're just also covering other topics what's that thing it's like things actually never get better you just get stronger well we just get more tolerant and more bored (laughs) i wouldn't say tolerant okay that's fair i i tolerate nothing (laughs) but yeah trump had a lot to tweet about after the london attack yeah he actually um sort of I forgot what his exact words were, but it was basically he was, like, trying to make a political statement out of this awful tragedy. Doesn't he always? So the particular tweets in question that got a lot of raised eyebrows, um, one of them was he said, the one, (laughs) one of them we said, did you notice we're not having a gun debate right now? That's because they use knives and a truck. And it was like, yeah, and did you also notice how many fewer people died than do when these things happen in America when they have guns? But I digress. The one that really got people's attention um, was when he tried to call out the mayor of London and said, at least seven dead and 48 wounded in terror attack. And mayor of London says there is no reason to be alarmed. Is That was in quotation marks. No reason to be alarmed. The full quote was basically, Londoners are going to see increased police presence over the next few days and weeks, and there is no cause for alarm. That's basically what he said which is a sentence that makes sense. And Trump just tried to pull it out of context to make him look like he wasn't paying attention to the terrorist attack. Um, Also, guess what? Surprise, Mayor of London is Muslim and probably already doesn't like Trump and now really doesn't like Trump. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, a lot of people were quick to defend the mayor of London as they should, like... Theresa May was saying, like, oh, he's, like, doing a good job, like, he's doing his best, given these circumstances, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, it pretty much was just another example of people making Trump look dumber than he already is. Yeah, and after this happened, Marikon suggested that Donald Trump just not come to Britain. He was like, don't, just, why, why, no. Does he have plans to go to Britain, like, in the near future? Yeah, well, I mean, you're always doing state visits. Um, and I think that there's there's supposed to be an upcoming UK visit. And he said that Britain basically shouldn't welcome him. 
and that he should not come or that they should make it clear that like his rhetoric um, is not welcome in the UK. Is his rhetoric welcome anywhere though? Like let's, let's be real here. Hey, um, we elected him president. I mean, not us personally, but the country. So yeah. I don't know why y'all didn't vote for Gary Johnson. Okay. Taxation is theft. But anyways. um, Yeah. I wish y'all could see my face right now, but you can imagine. (laughs) Oh, yikes. Oh, also, speaking of Trump, though, so as we covered last week, he pulled out of the Paris Climate Agreement. What happened next was quite interesting, which is a bunch of states were like, well, you may not nationally be upholding the Paris Climate Agreement, but we as states are going to continue to do that. And so the other countries, um, especially like in the EU, we're like, okay, so we will just work directly with the states then to make this happen. And we're just going to bypass the presidential administration entirely, which I'm like, oh my God, can we do that for everything? Is that legal? Yeah. All the, the states are allowed to put in their own policies for the states, right? Like that happens all the time. And so they're just saying, we're going to follow out these standards that have already been agreed upon when we're making state policies interesting i don't know i'm I'm just seeing some like inconsistencies just with like states rights versus like national i don't know um but that's not i don't know any legal stuff so that's just me but yeah so basically tldr was that quinn and i agreed um last week that him that trump pulling out of the paris agreement just did not make the united states look good and alas look what happened uh he pulled out of the paris agreement and the united states does not look good um there are though some valid arguments that um yes the paris agreement was hurting jobs especially obviously you know in um the energy industries but also like a lot of the countries involved in the agreement aka like india and china it's like not some people say don't think it's very likely that they will uphold their part of the agreement and like since they are one of the largest producers of um, CO2 emissions. It just kind of, I don't know. To me, like, the Paris Agreement is more of, like, a symbolic unity kind of thing rather than, I don't know, but that's just me. I will say right now that you are not a scientist, so I am also not a scientist. I'm just saying that neither of us can accurately judge how effective the Paris Climate Agreement is. True, but I don't know. Whatever. It's fine. We're all going to die anyway, so what's the point? I would like to keep the planet. I know that you are ambivalent towards this. I am a fan of Earth. I mean, I'm not going to be around here for the next, like, I don't know, 90,000 years. Well, 90, 100 years, so I don't know. (laughs) There is such a big difference in that time scale. Yeah, but the world is not going to implode in 90 or a thousand years so i okay but like no one's saying the earth's going to implode we're saying it's going to get more and more dangerous to live here and that more and more is going to be underwater and dying and unsustainable until we finally kill everyone on the planet because we've ruined the planet well we're already overpopulated so it's fine oh my god why do you say such horrible things we are! The world is not meant to sustain, like, 7, 8 billion people. We are not a species built to last. You know what would really help sustain all those people? 
a functional Earth would be a good start. While Elon Musk is working on getting us to Mars, um, which I heard a quote about this the other day, which made me laugh a lot, where someone asked Lisa Randall, who is a physicist at Harvard, about this topic and like what she thought about the possibility of humans going off to other planets because we've messed up this one, basically. And her response was, I'm paraphrasing, but it was more or less, have none of you ever been on a bad camping trip? Like, this is not a viable solution. That is very difficult and hard, and it's bad enough even when you're just in the woods down the street. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That rings true on so many levels. I really like that analogy. Oh my god. At any rate, we did get distracted from the original follow-up, which is basically some states are still working on instituting it. And see, I'm a big fan of nationally legislated policies because, you know, I'm a Democrat. But in the cases when the nation does something stupid and some states are working to uphold it, like some states are better than others. So I don't know how effective it's going to be, but I do think it's better than nothing. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of nationally recognized policies or really any policies for that matter, but I appreciate like the independence here and like kind of doing whatever you want, um, even though if I may not necessarily agree with the act itself. I, I like the principle sort of behind the notion, even though I'm not really sure exactly on the legal justifications, but then again, like I don't really care, but... Yeah, so kudos to people trying out there to, you know, stick up for what they believe in. It's cool. Two things. One, you're verging on anarchist at this point. Two, I think that in terms of legality, and I'm not a lawyer, but I'm pretty sure that states are not allowed to enter, like, contracts with foreign governments and stuff like that. That's a no-no. But they are allowed to enact their own policies, and I think that if they're just following along these international guidelines without form like doing any kind of formal agreement or formal contract then that's fine like there's there's no reason why they wouldn't be able to do that as far as i know so i don't know if you've heard quinn but a new movie came out recently i i think it's called like wonder woman or something wonder woman is so good <laughs> i just okay i love this movie it's definitely my top movie of 2017 so far, and it's going to take a lot to beat it. I mean, episode eight might take it, but I have not liked a movie this much since The Force Awakens. So Really? Yeah, it was just so... And I loved The Force Awakens. I... It was dynamic. It was beautiful. And here's the thing. So I love comic book movies. I think I have seen every... I'm going to go ahead and say I've seen every major comic book movie in the last 10 years. Like I just, I go see all of them. Even I usually see DC movies after they come out and I just like rent them for a day. I will see, I've seen, I think every Marvel movie in theaters. So I was excited to see Wonder Woman, of course. And the thing is with comic book movies, I'm usually pretty bored during the fight scenes, especially the longer ones. I'm like, all right, you know, I appreciate this, but it's just not the part of the movie that I like. I could have watched her beat up Germans for hours. It was just beautiful. Or like her, this, her style of fighting and her whip just flying in the air and getting people. And it was incredible. I just really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Like, I did not see this movie. Um, but I did read the reviews and also Wikipedia. Um, and from an economic perspective, it is going to do wonders for the Time Warner stock. 
um, because Time Warner ha- has not been doing that great, but because they own the rights and for basically and produced whatever this movie, um, they're going to be doing pretty well, especially since it did garner such a positive reaction. Also, the protagonist gal looked amazing in all of the photos slash video clips I've seen. Like, she's flawless. She put on, like, 17 pounds of pure muscle for that. And, like, she is Wonder Woman. She is Wonder Woman. I have so many things. First of all, that was a good pun back there. Second of all, it is, it's doing very well, which is really exciting. And it's also doing very well critically. Um, it's got a really high Rotten Tomatoes score and everything. And it deserves it. It's not a perfect movie by any means. First of all, it's, like, it's a comic book movie. And I'm someone... Comic movies are maybe my favorite genre of movies. Um, and even I recognize that, like, there are problems with the genre. <laughs> but, and, and there are always going to be some, like, weird plot things and stuff like that. But you could not ask for a more enjoyable movie. And that's what you really want from a comic book anyway. And in terms of Gal, she is physically flawless. I want to be her and I want to date her which is a problem I have with a lot of women, but her especially. She's just beautiful. And here, okay, I want to make this point. I have seen a lot of trash hot takes about this movie, as with all things. And there have been some people discussing how they thought it was weird that she was so gorgeous, which first of all doesn't make any sense because have you seen Chris Hemsworth? But then also that there a lot of people in the movie comment on how pretty she is because not only is she beautiful, she is striking. She's not just like a pretty person. She like she draws eyes when she walks into a room, which is exactly the kind of power that you want from Wonder Woman. But I really disagree with the argument that it diminishes from her character that she is so beautiful and that people talk about how beautiful she is because she's never trying to use her sex appeal to get something done the way that you see um, women use in a lot of movies. She's never trying to exploit the way that she looks. It's just the way that she looks and people are commenting on it because she does have a very striking appearance, but she's also like an Amazon from Greek myths canonically in the movie so of course she has a striking appearance Ugh, i'm literally just googling pictures of her right now and she is just i honestly think she is the most beautiful person to walk this earth oh and about the amazons real quick i guess really light spoilers if you know nothing about wonder woman but um some of the movie does take place in her home which is like populated only by these amazon women and a lot of the women who were in the movie were actual real life professional athletes so they weren't just like actresses and models and stuff like they were people who knew how to use their bodies and they were strong and they were incredible and that was another thing that made the fight scenes so cool to watch is like when you see the amazons fighting and training and all of that like i knew going in that those were real athletes and that you know they were doing their own stunts so that's always cool and i mean some of them of course were actors including Friggin' Princess Buttercup. You know, the Princess Bride? Oh, yeah. Oh my god, she was in it? Yeah, she was, like, the Amazon general, and she was incredible. Wait, what? Yeah, she is so cool. Yeah, I do want to see this, though, which is, like, such a plot twist for me, especially since I hate movies. That's how you know your movie is real good. Jillian wants to see it. Yeah, and I do already have a soft spot for comic comic book films especially marvel films just because like my dad's gotten me so into you know the avengers and whatnot also my dad is like my my dad like 
shifts Quinn, um, my friendship with Quinn because like she loves superheroes and comic books and he wishes that I could be more like that. But anyways, it's fine. <laughs> Not phased. Your dad and I need to hang out so we can talk about Marvel movies. <laughs> no. Oh my God. You would literally, I can like see this happening. Like you're going to come visit me and it's just, we're going to like get dinner or something. And then like, I'm going to leave. And then it's just going to be like you and him talking about this for like three hours. And I'm just going to be like, okay, we need to go now. (laughs) Sounds pretty good to me. (laughs) I am excited to see how this opens the door to more female-led superhero movies. There is a Captain Marvel movie that's in the works, which is super cool. And as crappy as this is, if this movie had not done well, especially since it had a female director, also Patty Jenkins did an incredible job. If it had not done well, people would have used that as an excuse to say, well, female-led superhero movies just aren't going to work. Which would have been bull, but very luckily we just don't have to deal with that because it's been very successful. <laughs> now I'm going to ask you this question, and I know the answer to the question is all of them, but what f- female superhero would you first want to have her own movie next? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know if I know enough female superheroes. Well, I'm asking because you're, you're someone who is less into comics than I am. So like from the more like mainstream heroes that you know and like, I guess, I guess Batgirl, isn't that a thing? Yeah, I like Batgirl. I would be so down for a Batgirl movie as long as Patty Jenkins is directing it. I think that would be great. It's the only good DC movie that's been made in so long. All of the latest Batman and Superman movies have been hot trash, and I'm sorry if you like them, but in my perspective, they are hot trash. Yeah, not, not, not super great. Um, wait, is this Patty Jenkins' first, like, big movie that she directed? Yeah, this is her first blockbuster. Ugh fantastic she could do that one next because we, we definitely need another fantastic four movie don't have enough of those already i really liked the what was the one with um jessica alba i really liked that one. Oh yeah that was the first time they did it that's, that's the original good, yeah. right yeah yeah but also i'm in love with chris evans aka captain america so there's that he's great i also can we talk about how there are now two chrises um because there is chris Okay, there's like a zillion Chris's, but they are the same person even more now because you have Chris Pine and Chris Evans and they both play characters in superhero movies whose names are Steve and it's too much. Uh, also just in love with Chris Pine ever since um, Princess Diaries 2, so. I love Chris Pine because he's Captain Kirk. Okay, tell me right now, what franchise is Captain Kirk from? Um, um, oh my god, uh, Star Trek? Yes, you got it. Wait, is it really? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> See, I did read your PowerPoint. I know. It, one time I made Jillian a PowerPoint to tell the difference between Star Wars and Star Trek, which is a thing she did not know. Okay, you know what? It's fine. At any rate, yay, superhero movies. Yay, female superhero movies. I saw one tweet that I really identified with after I saw it, which is in all caps, no wonder why men are so confident all the time. I saw one female superhero movie and I'm ready to fight a thousand men with my bare hands. <laughs> and I was like, honestly, same. <laughs> Amazing. Oh my god, I really want to see this now. Quinn, you got me so hyped. Oh, uh, that makes me happy because normally you hate everything that I love. <laughs> okay. That is like 98% <laughs> true, but... <laughs>
And that's all from us this week. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can find us at MixedFeelingsFM, where you can tweet at us or send us a DM. You could also find us at Relay.fm slash MixedFeelings, where there is a contact form if you want to send us an email. You can also find us in Apple Podcasts. Um, Apple, don't be mad at us because we were not super enthusiastic about your stuff. Anyway, if you want to leave us a review there, that would be great. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at AspiringRobotFM. And you can find me on Twitter at underscore Jillian Parker. Thanks for talking with me, Jillian. Oh, thanks for talking with me, Quinn. Always a pleasure. I'm Quinn Rose. I'm Jillian Parker. And these were our mixed feelings. <laughs>